Welcome to the Optimal Bio Podcast. At Optimal Bio, we don't just balance your hormones, we balance your whole body. Our conversations range from nutrition to medicine with an emphasis on wellness tips to support your health journey. If you like what you hear, find us on the web at optimalbio.com and follow the podcast so you don't miss an episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Optimal Bio Podcast. Today, as always, we're honored to have Dr. Greg Brannon, founder of Optimal Bio, and we're going to talk about osteoporosis today. So, Greg, for the ill-informed or folks that want to learn more about it, um, very simple terms, what is it? Yeah, it's a weakening of the bone. I mean, that's a, think about a pore being a hole, osteo meaning bone, it's weakening of the bone. And um, so what we're going to go into a little bit later is actually the formation of normal bone. And then why do we weaken bones with age? Um, that's the whole goal to this, to make it really, I don't want to say simple, because obviously bone's very complex, but to understand something that, I mean, more women die of osteoporosis than uterine cancer, breast cancer, uh, and, uh, and, and, and cervical cancer combined. It's not, it's not something that's benign. And I think there's ways we could understand that, understand the, the metabolical process of bone formation and go, hey, can we do something to slow that down or even eliminate it? And the answer is yes. So you had mentioned, um, might've been a few, maybe a week or so ago about the structure of the bone, which surprised me. Uh, you talked more about the bone being, you know, almost flexible and, you know, I'll, I'll just use this phrase, you know, more liquid based, uh, although very strong and pliable and what have you. And I think a lot of us have a vision of a bone being this hard, you know, rigid, um, uh, you know, bone, in fact. So right. can you kind of walk us through that and just maybe, you know, talk a little yeah. bit more about how the bone actually operates and the structure? Yeah, and- the bone has to be very strong, tensile strength, pliable, bendable. It's a very active organ. The bone marrow makes all of our hemopoietic or so white blood cells, red blood cells, and platelets. It's very active. It has to be strong to have the muscles that, uh, attached to it for strength, for mobility. It supports the, the skeletal system, supports the muscle system. Um, so the bone, you cross-section through it, you have your axial bone, your spine, your hips, your pelvis. You have your, your long bones, your femurs, uh, and your, your humerus, your shoulders. These are all important bones. They're active of blood formation, like I said. But the outside of the bone is called cortical. It's the harder part of the bone. And then inside is trabecular. You have like these pictures, like a bunch of, like a sponge almost. And what's very interesting is there's these cells in the body called osteos, uh, uh, osteocytes. That's the precursor. It's, the, it's, it's after stem cells have changed from what's called a metoderm, a mesoderm cell to the bone cell, the osteocytes. Then they, based upon hormone expression, will become what's called an osteoblast or an osteoclast osteoblasts lay down bone. They lay down the cortical bone and the trabecular bone so the bone is hard, mobile, pliable. Like think about a young baby. Um, they, they could break a bone. When I should deliver babies, when a baby got stuck coming through the canal, one of the procedures actually to break the clavicle so that I could actually break my finger so it would come down to get the baby out, heals up in a couple days. Mm-hmm. You know, you break your my clavicles, take it longer than that. So... That's an osteoblast. And to do that, in men, it lays down testosterone. uh, And in women, it's testosterone and progesterone. Now, osteoclasts break bone down. 
Greg, why would you break bone down? Very important. Bone is the number one bank account of calcium. Calcium is stored not just to make bone, but it's also a deposit because calcium is used for uh, nerves talking to muscle, for muscles to contract. Uh, there, you need to, uh, it, it is a protein called comodulin, has to do with releasing this anion called uh, calcium that allows contraction to occur. So you can't, if you had calcium just floating around, it would actually stick to things. That's why atherosclerosis is an inflammatory process of endothelial damage. And when there's inflamed, calcium binds to these free radicals because picture a free radical. Free radical has extra electrons. Calcium is extra uh, has extra uh, protons, so it will bond those up electronically. So that's when you have a. That's why calcium builds up in atherosclerosis. So if you have extra calcium floating around, it's going to cause damage. It's not good. So it's very, very, very important to be micro controlled. So you have your K two through sevens for calcium metabolism, as well as your parathyroid calcitonin. So it's a very you're making bone, breaking bone. In fact, roughly 25% of our bone skeletal system is remade every single year, all right? So that's why it's important that it's a very active tissue. Um, now, what happens is, as I said, osteoclasts break bone down. That's controlled mainly by estrogen. And you have um, as testosterone and progesterone or the osteoblast make, which lays the bone down. So think of oh, this. Well, women in menopause, what happens in menopause? Well, not just women. Men well too, Jim. Over the age of 40, both men and women lose roughly 0.5% of bone per year. In menopause, it speeds up in women to roughly 5% per year. By at the age of 70, 70% 70 of women have compressed vertebrae. And the thing about it is you don't fall down and break up. This just can happen. But sometimes just the stress of walking, twist your ankle, you snap your femur and fall down. Mm -hmm. And the problem is when you break your bone, when you break your hip when you're older, then the, re the rehabilitation is slowed up and your chance of morbidity increases tremendously as you age. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of morbidity, morbidity to this if you have, if the, if you bones break down. And if you look at the literature, 40% of women have osteoporosis as they age severe osteoporosis, and 25% of men. So this is not just a woman disease. It just speeds up fast because women have a rapid loss of hormones. Men have more of a gradual loss. So is that why people shrink when they get older? Exactly. Think about it. 70% of women have, it's called Dupac, Duwoks, um, the hump, the hump over. That is called Duwoks. That's the, that's the compression of the vertebrae and then the muscles contracting now. Because remember, you talk about bone, Bone's a strong GERD, so you want to keep that strong. That breaks down, your muscles are pulling on it, it's going to pull you over. And that's not what you want to have happen. But it's very important to understand the data on this because it's not just a, a it's not just a disease of aging, Jim. It's a disease of low hormones, which is a byproduct of aging, as we also know, we've talked many times on these podcasts, that the rate in which we lose our testosterone, estrogen, progesterone is sped up because of the phthalates, the endocrine, the endocrine disruptors in, the, in our environment. So what are some of the early warning signs? Yeah, that's interesting is just getting older. That's a warning sign all by itself. And also, but what can you do? This is also important. I've told us this a guy in college for years. Let's deposit more money in the bank when, you, when you're young. That's why doing stressful exercises, taking the proper amount of calcium, magnesium, stronium, um, vitamin D, which is very important for calcium metabolism. You do that when you're younger. 
Stress exercise, weight resistance, very important. You put tensile strength on the, on the muscles so the, the osteocytes get stimulated to make more bone. So stress is actually good for you when you have the hormone environment under that stress to make more bone, all right? So when you're young, again, weight-bearing exercises, very important walking, high-protein diet, high-fat diet, uh, enough calcium, not too much calcium, bond with the other, the, the other very important minerals. Uh, boron is also another one that's very important. Now, that's what you do, and again, but as you lose age, as you get older, you do lose these hormones. So therefore, what happens interesting is the laying down of bone, the osteoblasts, which are, is estrogen, uh, testosterone, and progesterone, is, is, is you're losing that ability, but you're losing the, oste the osteoclast activity is increasing faster. That's why that osteoporosis, your first one, you get osteopenia, which is a thinning of the bone. You get a bone scan of the wrist, the hip, and, you, and the femur head. You can look at that over time. But again, why are we waiting for this to occur, Jim? It's because we know we're going to get that. So why not look at it earlier and do those exercises, eat the proper stuff. But the warning signs is going to be, is going to be shrinking. Again, it's, when you see the warning signs, damage has already occurred. Yeah, and usually you find out about it when you inadvertently, like you said earlier, um, fracture something um, and that probably leads to testing and then you find out that you have osteoporosis. Is that a fair assessment? And there's a way, Jim, you might find things like you may you, uh, you may get a, a early an early osteopenia, early fracture, say in your 20s or 30s, and you end up finding that you have hyperparathyroidism or hyperthyroidism because there's a, ha a fire metabolism rate. So it's like, that's, you're going faster because you're metabolizing bone faster. And they say so you find this underlying endocrine condition. You can fix the endocrine condition and then, you know, help the disease process. So there are, there are outliers out there, but mainly it's the, it's the process of aging and the process of aging incorporates the lack of sex hormones, which is what makes the bone and does bone reabsorption. So getting back to, you talked about the, 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 I guess the hunchback look. Um, I can't remember what you. Yeah, what it's the D U P W A G R. Dupox, do walks hump. All right. So if you have someone in their fifties, let's say that is starting to show that, is that a early warning sign, or could that be something else as well? The later sign, later sign. But that's interesting. They've done studies in women in the Journal of American OBGYN, 1979. Looked at how can knowing the process of why bone is made, or how bone is made, can we replace this? So they had oral estrogen, patch estrogen, cream estrogen, and one, one arm was estrogen pellets plus testosterone. Now, the creams and the patches slowed bone loss, but didn't make more bone. Uh, I mean, oral one did that. The cream and patch increased a little, about a half a percent per year. But they found that the estrogen with the testosterone and progesterone, those three, had the highest um, actually making of more bone. Eight. 8.3% bone per year. So it's a 13-fold change. Going from losing 5% of bone per year because of aging to 8.3% bone uh, because of, you know, your bone doesn't know its age if the hormones are young. We've had multiple women in our practice that want to get bone scans and four or five years later show they have more bone. And their doctor's like amazed. But this study's from 1979, nothing new. But again, let's understand the biochemistry. The biochemistry, bone needs these three hormones to work. So why don't you give them regardless of your age and get those benefits so that you don't have to wait for the warning signs. Uh, there's a, I was listening to a great, um, great talk. I was doing CME last week 
and hot, I'll use it, hot flashes. This is a great guy in a college about hot flashes. And it ties together here. She says, hot flashes are not, they're, a, they're not just a, a, a bothersome thing. They're a, she words is this, a biomarker of endothelial dysfunction. Because women that get hot flashes have a 200% increase in heart attacks because it's a sign, because what estrogen, besides the, controlling the, the thermoregulatory part of the brain, it also helps protect the heart for coronary, gives coronary artery dilatation. So it's like, it's just, these are all these multiple signs are pointing, they're like red lights in your, in your car, warning, mm-hmm. warning, 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 right? And that's what's occurring. So hot flashes, think about it, it's equal loss of bone. It's just, just it's losing bone. Why wait till you break hip? And the big thing, Jim, is the medication they use to repair it is a bisphosphate, is the most common one, is it makes, it, it makes more cortical bone which is a hard, firm bone, but more brittle. And people go on to actually have a higher, five year later, a higher femur head breakage and the mandible of the jaw, it's called jaw disease, breaking the mandible of the jaw. It actually shatters because it's there's more bone, it's thicker and harder on the outside level, but the, but the beams inside are not there. So therefore, what's the best medication? How about no medication, the hormones your body made for its 40 years to use now? So walk us through in, a, in simplistic terms. I know you don't have your whiteboard today. Uh, how <laughs> the proper amount of estrogen um, allows for bone growth. Okay, great. Again, bone growth. You're, you're making bone, more of your bone. When I say we use a woman again, men, in our adolescent age, because we have a lot of growth hormone. Growth hormone also stimulates osteoblasts to lay down bone and its other process. So you have, you have growth hormone, testosterone, and, and progesterone laying down the bone. That's the bone maker. That's the osteoblasts. Now, you lay the bone down, but your body still needs calcium for nerves to talk, for muscle to talk. That's where estrogen kicks in. So estrogen controls how the speed in which the osteoclasts work. It's the regulator on the osteoclast. So a woman who's cycling has enough estrogen to keep her uh, osteoclast in a state where the osteoclast basically is equaling the osteoblast. So what happens is when you lose your uh, production, the osteoblast decrease, you're making less bone. And then for you also making less estrogen. So the osteoclast activity, which is the active breaking down of bone is faster than laying it down to when they're all gone. So there's no more bone being made and more bone being dissolved. That's the terminal end of osteoporosis. So when you're a mature adult, you know, let's say you're finished growing, you're in your thirties, your forties, are you losing, is the bone always replacing itself? Yes. Roughly 25% per year is redone. Yes. Yes, right, but so the bone itself, if you're at, let's say a hundred percent and you're, I'm just going to say two inches and it's not going to go to three. It's just that that two is going to be continue to be recycled where the two stays strong. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. But then in the environment where we're losing the hormone that lays down the bone, i.e. the women in estrogen, right. uh, progesterone and testosterone, then you can start losing the bone. So you have osteopenia. And that's interesting too. And women who use uh, birth control, and the, the progesterone, dom- the synthetic progesterone-dominated ones, the Marina IUDs, the mini pills, they block the actual project- what the progesterone does to the bone, and they get osteopenia because again, progesterone in women, along with testosterone, is what lays bone down. When you take a synthetic one, it does not do that job. 
the, it, it doesn't do a fully, it doesn't mimic natural progesterone fully, but it, it blocks the receptor site, but does not make more bone. That's why they have osteopenia. And after they're off the IUD or off the mini, the mini pill, which is progesterone only, then they increase their uh, production again because natural progesterone is being made when they ovulate. So where do muscles play into this whole thing? Oh, muscle. See, this is it. Muscle puts the tensile strength on the bone. So when a bone is under stress, i.e. lifting weights, then the bone gets the osteoblasts get registered now to use growth hormone and testosterone progesterone to make more bone. Um, that's why men and women who are sick, right? And they're say, and a coma will say, and they're laying in bed for three months. Their muscles ain't working. Um, so if they're not putting stress in the muscles, they actually lose bone, they become osteopenic. They become sarcopenic. The muscles themselves shrink. Um, so they all ties together. They've shown, you know, anti-gravity. Astronauts actually have lose bone mass and uh, sarcopenia when they're off, off Earth's gravity as well. So it, 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 the stress is really, really good for the body because that initiates processes to make muscle and to make bone. And obviously the lower the testosterone levels, the more difficult it is to generate muscle mass. That's the thing, Jimmy. Think about it again. The range, I know we repeat this all the time, but this is what I really want people to beat in our head. I wish we called losing hormones a disease. We wait to the final symptoms of them. Like I'll give you an example for women. Hormone replacement therapy is approved for symptoms of hot flashes of vaginal dryness. That's it. But those are, again, those are the red lights. Right. What about the other tissues, such as brain, heart, bone, muscle, breast tissue, that are being deteriorated because of lack of hormones. It's the red light going off and you're only fixing the, the bulb and the light. You're not fixing all the other problems. I think it's a warning sign for that. That's why it's important to understand that now we have our range of hormones. Um, we'll use testosterone as an example. The hormone that lays bone down uh, 40, 50 years ago, a range for males roughly 800 to 1300. Today, the a range of males is roughly 200 to around 900. How much less bone are we making in our bone production era? You know what I mean? We have less reserve we're starting. A woman, when I was in school, the upper limits are almost considered around 200. Now the upper limits, it depends on the range, is roughly 40 to 60. So how much less are we making? So when they have their complete fall off, how much more? Again, there's the literature shows when you think about it, at the age of 40, men and women are losing half a percent of bone per year. And it appears that that's when the projection, that's when women, when women age, progesterone, that part of the cycle usually ages first over the estrogen part. So therefore we're losing the laying down part of the bone. So it just makes common sense is how our body makes bone. Let's continue that for our 90 years of our life. That's the, there's no downside for that. But the medications they use once the disease occurs, yes, it does help a little bit. But again, there's consequences equivalent to having brittle bone. You want strong, pliable bone that could move and bend and, and take the tensile strength. So speaking of medications, what are other medications that you could be taking that are leading to osteoporosis, but you don't even know it? Yeah, well, the big one is being over-treated for thyroid disease could be one, to have an uh, uh, upper limb, uh, higher uh, parathyroid, which has to do with a hormone called calcitonin. But there are medicines that will actually weaken the production of hormones. Again, we talked about it before, Jim, mini pill, birth control pills, anything with a synthetic progesterone. Those are the big ones. There are some other multiple class ones that affect calcium as well, but those are the big ones, Jim, the synthetic hormones. All right, so that's like Primarin and Primpro? It's, it's the progesterone part, yeah. So levoxyprogesterone, the big one is medoxyprogesterone, MPA. That's the big one, and levonorgestrol, which is in the IUD. Okay. 
Now, on the flip side, though, aren't there some beneficial effects uh, if you're taking estrogen and progesterone together on bone remodeling? 100%. And that, that there's been papers showing what's the best way to make bone, sickly bone. Estrogen slows down loss, but estrogen plus testosterone plus progesterone makes more bone. So besides slowing down loss, you actually make more bone. And that's the paper that we actually put on a new book, the 8.3% study from 1979. So that's just the bone part, Jim. We didn't talk about making more muscle. Sarcopenia, number four cause of death over the age of 65, Jim, get this, is falling down. And when you look at brain, a TBI, brain trauma, that's one of the leading causes of death around the world by falling down you know, and obviously trauma from other accidents. But mobility is crucial. You, when you get older, you lose your proprioception, you lose your balance. That's why it's very important as you age to not just train muscle to be strong, but to have to train your nerves to speak to muscles so they control them better. That's why working on booster balls, looking at controlling your toes, how working, there's a great one showing uh, taking a golf ball, rub it on your, on your foot for 10 seconds a day helps the, the bones, the nerves actually regenerate. So all these things happen because again, the body needs stress to be good. Exercise is good. That's the bottom line. Exercise is good. Because you go, I believe sarcopenia, osteopenia, the weakening is our, our, the typical aging body. Again, we can't make it zero, but I believe we could delay that graph out where that hits out in the 80s and 90s, not in the 40s. I believe I see the data there. Now, there's you talked a lot about testosterone helping, um, but does that then vary if you're taking doing the patches or the creams? or the shots compared to the pellets or yes. other benefits? Yes, it has to do with the blood levels and availability. So why don't you walk us through that? Okay, so a patch is a good way to go, bypass the liver, or let's go oral first. Oral goes, the problem with the oral is it goes to the liver and the liver has to, it's called the first liver pass. So what happens is the first pass effect. You lose virtually 99% of whatever chemical you take because it's broken down. Certain chemicals, like I'll use one, a uh, certain hormone called progesterone, actually when you take it to the liver, is actually beneficial because the liver breaks it down a thing called 5-allopronegdolol, which protects the brain. But the bottom line is you want to mimic the way our, our ovaries and testicles make these hormones. And the way the hormones do them, they make them in their in the in the, or, the organ itself, say the testicle, that secretes in the bloodstream, then the bloodstream goes in the bloodstream, it's the highway, and the cells that want to grab it, which is all the cells. That's how it goes. It's not like a nerve or a nerve connection from, the, say, the spinal cord to the muscle. It's not a con direct connection. It's a in the environment. So you want to mimic that. A patch, bypass liver, which is great. Cream is the same thing. But 40% of men in testosterone studies show they do not absorb the, the, at all from the cream at all via the skin. So there's more of a variability of the absorption rate. The injection bypasses in, goes to the muscle, bypasses the liver, but the problem is a big, large depot within the muscle. So the half-life has to do with how long the ester, the ester, the, the length of the molecule is. So you have a three and a half day to about a seven day half-life. One of them propanates actually 24 hours. So the pellet sits under the skin and releases in male, a 200 milligram pellet, 1.3 milligrams per day, a steady state, just like the testicle makes. So that's why I believe it's the best route because it mimics our testicle the best or the ovary the best. Okay, so the bioidentical compared to synthetic in this case doesn't have there any benefits. Obviously, there's a lot of benefits to bioidentical, but from a bone perspective, are there any benefits? 
Uh, the, the, the synthetic is, I think, for bone formation, like the shot will say per se, they're all beneficial, okay. all beneficial. All right. It's just the thing about it is there are side effects with synthetics. There are three classes of testosterones. The uh, class one is the ester, class two is 19 nor testosterone, class three is 17 alkylation. All three are great. The 17 alkylation, those affects the liver. Uh, the other two are, are shots. And the problem with them, they can slightly increase blood pressure. They can slightly increase blood clot risk. It's very small risk, but they can. And the big one is, uh, studies have shown, they got this great book out of Belgium that shows that they actually make, uh, it's called, when a cell dies off, it's called apoptosis. And apoptosis is at a higher rate with synthetics. Bioidentical actually makes more brain grow, just the opposite. And bioidentical has no increase in blood pressure and no increase in blood clots because it's the actual structure our body makes. But I'll be very clear, you talk about osteoporosis, all three of those help make bone and muscle grow. They're beneficial. Yes, Jim. Even synthetics, I have no problem with those at all for that. Earlier, you brought up supplements, but we really didn't go into any significant detail. And looks like vitamin D plays a pretty big role, again, like it does in pretty much everything. Um, yep. So walk us through the YD and how it pr provides for absorption of calcium and bone mineralization and so on and so forth. Yeah, vitamin D... Um, you take it, the liver converts it to what's called D31, and then the kidney converts it to D3125. That's the classical D3. You got to take it with vitamin K2 to 7 because vitamin K1, that vitamin becomes part of our clotting mechanism. K2 through 7 actually helps our calcium metabolism. So you take D3 with K because you want to absorb. What happens is that when it gets D3 to the kidney, that actually in your gut, it actually helps absorb calcium from the GI tract and keeps you from losing it in the, in the, when you urinate. So it's very, very important where you, that's your limitation of your calcium. And vitamin D is also an anabolic steroid-like testosterone. There's actually areas on the bone that helps to stimulate and grow. So it has a two, it's a growth factor as well as a calcium metabolizer. But sun rays, UVB rays, actually is what converts it in the skin prior to the kidney. And that's why it's crucially important when you use sunblock, you want a sunblock that blocks UVA rays, not UVB rays. So, and then you need the actual the minerals to bond the calcium, the magnesium, the phosphorus, the boron. So you're making a rock, right? You're making a very light, like you said, a fluid rock. So you need these minerals for that. But they're all laid down on this bone matrix. And when you have old cells, called apoptosis again in bone, it's not healthy to keep those around. When you have bones that are old and they're not eaten up by the immune system, what happens is they release these things called cytokines. And uh, what happens then you lead to, if they're around joints, you lead to arthritis. These itises, anything itis is an inflammation. So if you leave an old cell around, be it in the brain or that was spoken on the bone right now, it's not healthy for the body because an old cell makes the environment very inflammatory reactions. So that's the job of our immune system is to float around besides killing cancer cells and bacteria and fungi, things like that. Is to, its main job is to go around, get rid of the old cells because old cells, they're called sensitive cells. They, they, they're sitting there and they're not doing anything, but they are doing something. They're not doing their job. They're becoming inflammatory processes. So that's part of the reabsorption of the 25% of new bone made every year. So you mentioned boron a few times now. Where do you get that? You can buy that in a supplement. Uh, it's in meat, it's in eggs. Okay. Um, the thing, Jim, in the old days, 
I'm not a specialist on this, but the studies I've read, the topsoil was different. We had more minerals and selenium and iodine and things in our in our topsoil. And with the mass production of, you know, crops are great. We got to eat, right? We have to eat. We have to, there's been a loss of topsoil. And there's a lot of papers on that. So that's why uh, rotating crops are crucially important. Um, the right manures, those kind of things. I wish I knew more about that. Technically, I don't. But the bottom line is, are we what's in the soil, right? Uh, what's in the soil leads to what's in the food. The food's what we eat. You know, you get a free range egg, look at the color of that yolk versus one at the store-bought, completely different. So it's very important we know what our what the source we're eating is eating. And the, and the plants, it's eating the soil. A lot of complicated things just to make sure you have strong bones. <laughs> yeah, but you know, it's really, it is, it is. But it's what's amazing, Jim, is we don't think about this, right? We eat the food, we do the protein, and this body does it. I mean, I, I you know, what I believe, I just, God's, it's amazing how this all, this, how this, he does it all. Because everything we talk, we talk about bone or whatever, I, I, I like this phrase, nothing is in isolation. It's all working, the brain, the muscle, the heart, the endocrine system. It's all working the same time with this, Beautiful surveillance system, the immune system. Look around, make sure the bad things are growing. It's 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 insane the complexity of it. But it's, you know, we break things down to little like how osteoclasts make or osteoblasts make. That's one minutia of all of this. So when I'm talking like this, I'm no you know expert. It's just we're looking at how it works. But so many things complicate this. Our food, our how Roundup, which is sprayed on our grains, how that affects our the food of our the actual grain of our, our chickens are eating or our, our beef are eating. There's so many complex things in this. I was reading an article, Jim. I think there was over 90,000 new chemicals been exposed in our diet last seven years that have not been tested because certain things that are fragrances or things like that are not tested. And you're like, well, the guinea pig is you and me in the mirror. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really important we eat as, we eat as old-fashioned as possible, you know, out of good soil, grass-fed, um, free range, uh, wild gain, things like that are, it, it's been proven for centuries to be beneficial. So I think that's it. And I understand the, the volume of crops need to be made, but there's ways to do it. I'm no pro at it, but I know Europe does it differently than we do. And they have less uh, leaky gut syndrome, things like that. Sure. But the bone stuff is mind boggling because you know, cartilages, we didn't talk about cartilage in the womb. So you got this bone that starts as cartilage, which is very pliable, like your nose stays cartilage. And then the, the, those, those are called chondrocytes. A shark has no bone. The shark is all chondrocyte, right? It's all bone. It's all cartilage. So just things like we have, we have them in ears, our noses. And so certain of those areas be, turn into bone. Some say cartilage. It's just amazing the fascination to me and how this stuff is all done like this beautiful symphony without missing a beat. The problem is, is we throw different things in to ruin the beat and the environment does. And that's the problem. So, but I think to me, I love focusing on osteoporosis because I, I love looking at that as a disease. Not the osteoporosis is a disease, aged is a disease. So if we looked at aging as a disease and we can nip it in the bud, why will we not nip in the bud? Why do we wait till we fall down? Why do we wait till we compress vertebrae? Why do we, let's not wait to that point and not use inferior medications. Yes, they make bone. Yes, they're better than nothing. But if we can cut it off in the past, as a surgeon, I think when I, I try to do is anticipate problems so that nobody knows that you avoid the problems. You turn left instead of turning right when you're supposed to turn, if you turn right, there's an issue. But that comes with, you know, experience in the, you know, operating and stuff like that. But in anything we do, it's it's part of getting older, right? We make decisions. So I'm trying to think, how can we make the bone, keep making bone that's young? And I really believe that bioidentical hormone therapy is that answer, Jim. 
Well, as always, very informative. Um, give me some takeaways. Um, haven't asked you those in a while. So do you have five of them? Five. Okay. Exercise. Crucial. Crucial for this. Again, we need stress. Again, understand what doesn't kill you makes you stronger is real, Jim. It really is real. Um, understand that. Get really nerdy. Deep sauna and ice cold baths. They really, some uh, they stimulate the immune system. They stimulate getting rid of cytokines. They clean up the lymphatic systems. These are things we could do in ourselves. And then, but simple things. I understand when I say working out, but I don't have time for this. Walking, walking is, it's more important than anything else other than sleep. We don't have to sleep, but walking. So do the things our body does and then give the nutrients, the body, what it needs. The high protein, the high fat, the proper carbohydrates, what it needs so that the machinery can keep working. That's what I wanted people to do. I really want people educated, Jim, to understand that. Yet yeah, we had the podcast yesterday with, with, with a doctor and we were talking about this all liberty and freedom stuff because I really believe there's nothing better than being free, but that freedom takes responsibility. So ask for wise counsel. There's books out there. There's infogram. There's the internet has, you have Dr. Fung. You got, you got, um, you know, you have Sean Baker. You got, uh, you got all these guys out there. You got a great book for women called Fast Like a Girl. It's volume of information out there. Don't be afraid to go look and then get wise counsel around yourself and ask these questions, Jim. But I think bottom line is one thing, stress is good. It doesn't kill you, makes you better. Yeah, unfortunately, I just think that you know, people don't pay much attention to what they're eating because they're being marketed and told that it's actually good for them when in reality it's not in a lot of cases. So well, remember we talked about yesterday's podcast, there's actually certain addictive amphetamines stuck in our food that aren't in other countries. You know, we got to understand that sugar itself, if we, you eat fat, animal fat, or some good healthy uh, plant fat like avocados and olives, there's a part in your brain called the Sadie receptor site. That brain part gets satisfied. It says, I'm full. You eat protein, same thing happens. The sugar molecule, the glucose molecule, actually stimulates the morphine receptor in our brain. The morphine receptor is happy for that one instance and then wants more. So like if you, it's just not, there's, there's not one single disease process of not enough sugar. It's just the opposite. That inflammatory reaction is the key to all diseases. And therefore we have to eliminate the cause of that. And that is sugar. Well, we've talked about that topic before, and I'm sure we'll talk about it again. As always, very informative. Thank you, doctor. My pleasure. Thank you very much. I truly appreciate it. This has been a production of Optimal Bio. Optimal Bio is CEO Tyler Brannon, podcast host and partner Jim Baker, medical director Greg Brannon, production assistance by Core Media, Beth Grabencourt, administrator, Kevin Duthu, executive producer. The podcast can be found on our website, optimalbio.com, on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Our theme song is Sunwave by Paradiso, provided by Epidemic Sound. <laughs>